0: Foozle, British English, verb, to bungle a shot, noun, a bungled shot, particularly in golf. Welcome to Foozled It, the podcast where I talk to comedians about their worst performances and offer unqualified therapy. I'm your host, Rebecca Porter, and today I'm joined by a New York comedian and the creator of Reuben Wolf's Comedy Olympics. Welcome to the show, Reuben Wolf.
1: Yay! I'm here.
0: So what have you been doing in lockdown, comedy-wise?
1: I started the Comedy Olympics. Nice one. Yeah, I... uh, And that's
0: your show every Tuesday at 8.30 Eastern Time.
1: Yep, every Tuesday at 8.30 Eastern Time. You can find tickets on fcomedyclub.com. Nice. As in... F comedy is usually how I feel about comedy. So it's really, you know... (laughs) <laughs> F comedy club, F as in Felicia, because that's who, it you know starts. Who's, it's her thing. F comedy club is her thing. Felicia.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, comedyclub dot com. Uh, every Tuesday night at eight thirty via Zoom. It's a very interact. Audience participation is required. If you want to play, you can come on along. Where there's games in between rounds, like it's a very interactive show. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, had to, I wanted to start a show and I, like, I couldn't just be like, hey, I want to do a show where I just everyone does stand-up. I'm like, I got to do something a little different.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So we came up with that. I've, I've done more shows via like, in quarantine and like, have met more people having to stay away from people than I would have met if we could still do mics.
0: I think, I think for me too, like because it's all on Zoom, I can do shows in the US and in the UK, which is really mm-hmm. nice. It's not quite the same, but, like, at least you can test your material a bit.
1: You said you did an in-person mic, like, in-person?
0: Yeah, I did. It was, oh, wait, okay, so I will tell you about this, because it was terrible. Okay. I did an in-person open mic. It was outside of a pub. Bearing in mind, I live in London, so it was raining.
1: The whole oh. Time. Yikes. You yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> supposed to do an outdoor mic, too. It, it's looking like rain as well i guess my friend rebecca Kaplan and i are planning on starting like a uh, like a podcast where like she, i i she hasn't seen a lot of like big budget like classic uh popular movies
0: what uh-huh. uh, so what is it normal not to see a lot of big old movies
1: yeah i mean i i've seen most of them i'm a big movie guy um <laughs> Like she hasn't seen like Jaws or Jurassic Park or like you know ah,
0: okay. yeah, Friday yeah. Kid Die Hard like
1: things like that. Um, I don't know. I re-watched. so that that keep a lookout for that. I don't know what we're gonna call it or how we're gonna do it, but I, I rewatched Jaws last night, so I'm ready to. I'm ready.
0: Are you like gonna talk her through them or or like what's the premise?
1: Uh no clue. I, I just I I watched Jaws and I'm just <laughs> ready to yell. <laughs>
0: So what made you start Comedy Olympics? Like, what was it about comedians that made you want to pit them against each other?
1: So the Comedy Olympics is, um, it's a different kind of comedy. It's, uh, I write, I have pre-written punchlines and I pick them out of a hat. Yeah, and each comedian has to come up with the joke that ends in that punchline.
0: Interesting. And then the audience...
1: Yeah, and then the audience votes for who their favorite was, and uh, there's a winner at the end. Uh, That's
0: the- hilarious. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, you should tune in.
0: I will. No, I mean it is in the middle of the night my time, but um, <laughs> if ever I'm not working on a Tuesday or I guess on a Wednesday, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean nothing's going on right now, so it's, yeah.
0: true. it's true. Even if I show up to work like really tired and like in my pajamas, it's really not the end of the world. I right.
1: I can't think of a better reason for an English person to have insomnia than to watch the Comedy Olympics. That's my new tag.
0: I think that should be. I. I mean, I'm willing to promote that. Like, don't go to work. Go to the Comedy Olympics.
1: I love it. I That's think that it. works.
0: I think that works. And so you kind of pick on comedians there. Have you ever had a show where people have like been picking on you or or like been a bit nasty?
1: Yeah, I. Uh, I prepared two different stories. Uh, for you. And I just want to, yeah, I just want to give you like a little forewarning that uh, none of these really like, I can, I can really take responsibility for, like I don't think anything was wrong with my performance. And I know that's like super egotistical to say.
0: (laughs) No, it's never the comedian's fault. This is the basic of my my podcast. It's never your fault. It's always, there's always something else in the world that happened to make it. To make it happen, for sure. See, when
1: you say that, I expect like Robin Williams to come out and give me a hug, you know? I,
0: uh, did he not?
1: He, I wish he did. <laughs> if Robin oh. Williams was actually dead for one day, I would want him to give me a hug. Mm. Mm.
0: Or like Tom Hanks comes in like, it's okay, it's okay. Everybody's <laughs>
1: father. Just nice celebrities. I guess. Just the
0: nice ones. Just the nice ones. I would love the rock to just like rock out and be like, the rock, rock out. The rock to come out and be like, don't worry, guys. It happens to everybody. I
1: don't know. I feel like if a wrestler would come out, I would want them to do a wrestling move to me. Like, there's no, you serve no purpose other than like stone cold, like, don't hug me, stone cold. Give me a stunner.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I see. But but the rock to me is like no longer a wrestler. Full disclosure, I've never watched wrestling, except, like, in the gym when it's on the TV. Um, so, like, he was never a wrestler to me, but now he definitely isn't.
1: What kind of freaky gym do you go to? Cause he play WWE? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I want to talk basketball. about it. <laughs> he plays raining men at my gym.
0: Okay. You, do you live in, like, the village?
1: <laughs> no, funny. Uh, I live in Queens. It's, it's just, they don't, it's a, I go to, a, like, a very bare-bones gym.
0: Mm, anyway. Fair enough. Okay, okay, but let's get into it. Your worst stories. What's
1: happening? Okay, so I'll tell you this first. Uh, God, you, li- you let in with like one where an audience picked on me. One of them did. I want to – I had these in order. Sorry. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, don't worry. We don't have to talk about when an audience member picked on you. Let's it's just so- talk. It did happen. It your hard. worst
1: shows. Okay, again. Um, so this first show I did particularly well on. It's just both of the, both of these shows I think have like a few things in common, and like that's like they're really poorly produced. People just think comedy will happen. Like people yeah. just think anyone who goes up with a microphone is gonna make people laugh. Um so this is the first show I've ever been booked on ever um mm-hmm. was I don't know if this is going to ring a bell. Uh, Up and coming comedians. I was living in Buffalo at the time. Up and coming comedians of Buffalo Def jam comedy. Uh, do you know Def jam comedy? No. Let me drop you a few names of like actual like deaf jam comedians. Uh, okay. Chris Tucker, Martin Lawrence, Tracy Morgan, uh, Bernie oh, Mac. wow. Yeah. Do you see the pattern? I'm yeah. Going- okay. So I'm on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I know I, I'm not a Jeff jam I'm not a deaf jam comedian I, may be, I might be the subject of every deaf, ca- deaf jam comedy joke <laughs> I'm not a deaf jam comedian um, anyway so I bring my friend and the show's supposed to start at 9 uh, and, and like 10.30 rolls around and we haven't started yet and I go, to, I go to the booker and the host and I'm like I thought the show was supposed to start at 9 you know, and he's like, "Yeah, CPT." I'm like, "CPT." He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> color people time." And that was my first like. This is actually a thing. Oh, <laughs> so that-
0: oh no! Okay.
1: So 11:30 rolls around, and we finally get started.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, now keep in mind, I also have to be up at six in the morning because I'm a I'm a substitute teacher. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so everyone gets settled in, um, and the first comedian goes up, he does really well. The second comedian goes up, he does really well. I go up, I do really well, like, surprisingly well. Um, to the point where, like, I was so nervous, because it was the first show I ever did, and, like, I think yeah. I did, I was supposed to do, like, five minutes. I think I did, like, maybe two or three, and I was like, I'm good, bye.
0: <laughs> you laugh, that's it, that's all I need, I'm out. Yeah. I,
1: I, got, I got my fill, I'm good. Um, yeah. And then the girl... Things started to take a turn, and this is what I'm like. I'm wondering if it is my fault. So a girl, the girl after me goes up, this uh, white girl who I guess has a bunch of like sad stories about doing anal. Okay. uh, And she gets booed. And then yeah, and then after her is like it's supposed to be like a rose contest, but they called it a ribbing contest. And uh, when they said that that was going to happen, I thought it was going to be a rib eating contest. (laughs) But but, it was just two people who were going to make fun of each other. Um, whatever was left in the room, like, whatever was left in the room, like, any energy left in the room was immediately sucked out after this piss-poor ribbing contest.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: The guy after, uh, that goes up. Like, the crowd is getting vicious at this point. Oh, no. The crowd, uh, uh the guy after me goes up. His name's Walter. It was a really nice guy. Rest in peace. He just died recently. Oh, shoot. Um, yeah, an older guy with a bunch of one-liners. Okay. Booed. And I think this is where... But the point where... uh, Like, the apex of the whole experience, like, where my friend and I were like, we might actually die tonight, is a guy goes up, who I don't think has ever done comedy before. Uh, He goes on stage and then takes off his legs. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And then he's on the floor uh, telling a joke about how handicapped girls give sloppy blowjobs. And the crowd booze him louder than anybody i've ever heard
0: oh and my no. friend and i looked
1: at each other and we're like time to go <laughs> let's yeah. get out of here before there's a revolt
0: yeah before they but, like torture car
1: yeah that oh was uh... a. <laughs> but again i did really well so um uh, you're know, just we... posting
0: about how there was a shit show where other people did poorly and you did really well
1: yeah, I know. Like I, I, well, that's the thing. It was like, the next day, I got a text from the Booker, and like, it said, like, uh, there was a few. Like, the, this comic was really funny, and that one white boy was really funny too. And I was like, well, I was the only one white boy who did any well, so that must have been me.
0: Must have been me. I'm great.
1: Yeah, I th- I thought I was. I thought I did well. But anyway, that was uh, the first show I ever got booked on.
0: Nice. That's really yeah. good.
1: That was fun. <laughs> we were just I was just talking to my friend about it because I knew I was gonna do this podcast. Yeah. We were talking we were laughing our heads off about like this guy with no legs just gets I was like, God, have some mercy.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, I guess like it's quite a difficult subject to talk about like sex acts with like disabled ladies. But I suppose if you're also disabled, you're you're sort of on like even ground, sort of. I don't know. Well,
1: I don't know. I think the thing was, like, yeah, it's... Everybody kept saying, like, the most weirdly... I don't know. There's so much talk of, like, racism and systemic Like, what's racist nowadays? And, like, this is mm-hmm. a few years ago and, like, people were saying, oh, these people like to have a certain point. You gotta have, like, a swagger with these people. And I'm, like, I think I'm just gonna go up and tell my jokes. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Uh, everybody Everybody went up and, like, all the... Like, the two white people were, who were, like, you gotta have, like, you got to say dirty stuff to these people. All got booed. Wow. Yeah. So I went up and I talked about like being a teacher and like that. I don't know. Again, like I, but I look at that experience. I'm like, everyone after me did really well or really poorly. Did Is it me? Like, <laughs> you like brought the level
0: down. They were expecting sex jokes. You told jokes that were funny, but like kind what? of weird. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or did I did I do so well that like everyone else is paled in comparison?
0: I don't I don't know that that's how comedy works.
1: <laughs> Me? I don't know. I don't know how comedy works either.
0: <laughs> okay, so your first story is really a story about how you did really well, but the show was like quite terrifying.
1: Yeah, and the second story is kind of uh, the same thing, except I it's, it's the same thing except I did poorly. Um, Excellent. This is what I want to hear about. <laughs> okay. Again, I don't think it's my fault. Like, I, It I never,
0: it never is. It, It's never ever the comedian's fault. Even if I go up with shit jokes, it's never my fault that people don't laugh.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this bar, I live in Astoria, Queens, and there's a bar show, like, a few blocks away from me, which is great. Uh, And it's on a Monday night. And um, I I went there one week and I watched it and it was okay, like things were, it was a good show. It's like a little bit of a threatening atmosphere because it's a, again, it's a Monday night at a whiskey bar in Astoria. um, And everyone there, like all the comedians performing like have like TV credits or like- Wow. Yeah, writing credits. Uh, Like, yeah, one of the guys I met, wrote for used to write for saturday night live oh shit um, okay yeah so i'm already like i'm in over my head but i'm gonna do this anyway um, yeah yeah so, so i told the guy i'm like can i come back next week and get a spot and he's like absolutely uh so i come back the next week and uh he forgot that i pa- that he met me
0: <laughs> you're like i'm here he's like cool. good good for you take a seat
1: well, that's the thing about comedy in general is like, you could, you can call, you can go to the same open mic for a year and they'll never get your name right. They'll never remember you. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. It, it's sad. it happens so many times. Like they're like, who, like I go to like the same open mic, like five times, five weeks in a row. And they're like, who are you again? I'm like, I was here last week. I made fun of you. We had a good laugh. <laughs> brothers, you're my, <laughs> what you don't remember me i don't know so anyway
0: i think i think honestly i think the the response that is like if you started to wear like really sequined shirts or like peacocked a bit more like wore a funny hat like that you know that could work
1: yeah i should i should read that uh what's the the game or whatever exactly.
0: exactly like i think the same rules that apply to like getting a girl into bed would apply to getting like the host at a comedy night, interested in you,
1: or into bed,
0: or into bed. Yeah, I mean, could work. I'm not sure though if getting him into bed would actually get him/her to remember you.
1: Yeah, that could. That yeah. would be double, like adding insult to injury.
0: <laughs> like, uh, we. So we we went home together last week. Like,
1: uh huh. You said you'd call me. You said you'd uh-huh. call me a few like days, and I sat on my phone and waited. You that said you want. I think that tells them too much about you. <laughs> I, just, I stopped going to work. I just waited for you. You want? You wanted to meet my parents. You said you would.
0: <laughs> they came out for brunch the next day. You, you were a no show.
1: <laughs> I told you all my hopes, my dreams, my fears. Doesn't As we, ring a bell.
0: Doesn't. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I don't know who you are, man. <laughs> sorry. Are you gonna do comedy or not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you here? Are you here for a reason? Get off my show. My stick.
1: Awesome. Love it so, okay, meet. so
0: you went back to this this room where like no one remembered no, we, you.
1: We could improvise all day long.
0: I know that's gonna be
1: great. Sorry. <laughs> um Anyway, yeah, so I go back and uh he didn't remember me, so but then he agrees. He's like, Yeah, I'll put you on. Um so the show again, the show started at nine o'clock. Uh my spot was at two in the morning.
0: That's a, that's really, that's a really long show.
1: Yes. <laughs> and when you're, when you're drinking that entire time. <laughs> I think so well.
0: Is this like, where yeah. in your career is this? Like, have you been doing comedy for like a year? Are you like a few years down the road? Like, where are you in your career at this point?
1: Well, it's funny you ask. Cause like, I'm actually, that, that plays a role in the story
0: okay uh, <laughs> i'm jumping to the gun sorry i'm too excited
1: yeah i this is i mean it's an it's a riveting story
0: it is no i'm edging my seat forget of
1: ryan this is this is the real story um <laughs> where was i oh yeah so i'm at so i go up about two in the morning and before that i had asked uh, the writer, the person who had written for saturday night live real nice guy yeah i was like hey can you like watch my set and like give me feedback he's like absolutely sure man um. So, yeah. So the comic before me goes up, and right now, now she's a friend of mine. But before, I would never met her. Uh, she goes up. Does. Because nobody's listening at this point. It's like two in the morning. Yeah, everyone's drunk. Everyone's drunk on a Tuesday morning or Monday night, depending how you look at it. I forgot that this was Monday. (laughs) Yes, it's Monday. Everyone's drunk. Nobody cares. I don't know what people are doing out. I'm like looking around. I'm like, Like, what are people doing here?
0: I was going to say, there is only a certain type of people that is willing to be at like a comedy show at two o'clock in the morning on a Monday night, Tuesday morning.
1: And I'm one of them. <laughs> so uh, the girl before me goes up, and she's again, she's a friend of mine. Her name's Rebecca Kaplan. Really funny, really, good name. really nice girl.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And she goes up and she leaves and as she's walking out, the guy who I like, asked to watch me before I go or when I go up leaves. So I guess he knew. <laughs> I don't know. It's like this
0: is it. There's nothing good happens after 2 a.m.
1: Nothing good, no, nothing. Uh, because I'm going up, so nothing good's gonna happen after 2 a.m. <gasps> so I go up, and again, nobody, no, nobody's paying attention, nobody cares, and I, I do a joke uh, that's, that leads in with, uh, I've been doing comedy for about two years now, and someone goes, oh, two years, whoa! <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I, I got goosebumps now, just thinking back to it. <laughs> But hey. Uh,
0: the shame listening. chills.
1: <laughs> but hey, somebody's listening. You know, that's the yeah. great spot.
0: So you've got an audience of one, which is ideal when you're doing comedy.
1: Well, there's actually, so funny enough, there's one more comic going up after me. So the show's not even over at this point. <laughs> uh, and he's listening and he's laughing. He's laughing okay. at all my stuff. So I'm like, that's good. And I'll just perform for him. Uh, the guy, I think the guy who was doing the lighting even left. Like he was like, I don't need to deal with this crap. <laughs> The lights are
0: on. Just turn them
1: off when you're done. We're good. Yeah. No kidding. He was live-streaming the show on Facebook, and as soon as I got up, he stopped. No joke. It was like, okay, like, literally nobody cares. Yeah. Um, but, after, I don't know, after he the uh, comic after me goes up, and then, like, we just started talking, he just was like, you were really great, man. Don't give up. You no. Know? But the 10 minutes couldn't have gone. When I got the light for 10 minutes, I was like, oh, my God, I did it. I'd stayed up here for ten minutes.
0: I'm impressed that you stayed up for ten minutes and were like a few jokes. Okay, cool beans. Thank you very much. It's middle of the night. I gotta go.
1: Yeah, after, you know, but it's all it's all learning experience. know. I, yeah. I think that's what I take away from it. Like, like that's I don't know. I was, I was kind of proud of myself after. I was like, I stayed up for ten minutes. Uh, somebody laughed. That yeah. was the worst experience I've ever had doing comedy. It wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, and you know, you know I think like. You always learn more when like things go badly than when things go well. So like if you can do 10 minutes at two o'clock in the morning performing to like two people, not too bad. Like it's not but, bad, right?
1: Yeah. Be- if, some, if somebody cares enough to yell back at the stage, I guess I'm making some noise.
0: My I used to do ballet growing up, of course, because I'm like a small white girl. So that's kind of what we do. And, mm-hmm. um, and my ballet teacher always said that the worst thing that somebody can say about your performance is like, nah, like if they hate it, at least you've moved them to some emotion. So, I mean, at least if they're yelling at you, you move them in some way.
1: Yeah, well with comedy, I think the worst thing someone can say about you is fuck you, you suck and you're racist. So I think it's a little differently than that. I'd rather do ballet, it sounds like.
0: It's not great when people leave your performance being like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I mean, a little bit, sorry, am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, shit, I swear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, we swear a lot. It's, uh in the, in the UK, the C word that I can't even bring myself to say is like a very normal word to say.
1: I know, it's adorable.
0: It's, it's Almost. weird, it's weird. I can't, mm, I can't. Mm, mm.
1: When I was like I, that was like one of the bits I wrote. Like when I was in London, I was like, "That's your baseline." Yeah. The
0: yeah, that's like just saying like mm, crap.
1: Yeah. Crap I is like, not the c word. <laughs> crap is like calling someone uh, you, your loved one or something. <laughs> there, like yeah. you see. I don't know it's just like I'm like where does it go I don't think I heard anything above it but I know that that's the baseline I'm like where does it go like what are the it just it's
0: it's a really creative combination of words that you can pull together about somebody's mother and the c word and where jizz goes and you know like like they get really creative in in like their escalations
1: oh that's a what a advanced society you live in
0: I know, it's why they took over so much of the world for so long.
1: Good <laughs> <with> you guys.
0: <laughs> that's the main reason, is their ability to swear very creatively.
1: I think that's what, maybe that's the problem here, is like we need to learn how to swear better and we'll yeah. be better
0: Yeah, 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 like just saying fuck is like very, very pedestrian really.
1: Everyone does it. We need to separate children. Ourselves.
0: Children say that word.
1: They basically do. I when I was a substitute teacher, like I, the the principal would be like, just don't show them any movies with swearing, and I'm like, they're gonna hear it anyway. They're, they say it all the time. Like these are middle schoolers; like they say it. Oh yeah. I'm not influencing them. <laughs> you know? I, love,
0: I love like the 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 bottom like the the base is like, just don't show movies with swear We're swe- with swear words when you're teaching, and you're like, I think that's a little too high of a standard for me. <laughs> Is it anyway? Now we come to the part of the show where we assign blame for your terrible shows and help lift the shame that you feel so you can walk away a new full person.
1: Yeah, the person I have in mind is probably way too dark, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I blame, um, oh, who's his name? I can't remember his name now. I want to say Reverend Run of Run DMC. I think he no, he didn't start it. Give me a second.
0: Okay. <laughs> so anticlimactic.
1: I know. Oh my god, it was so good too. Who who started Def Jam? Whoever started Def Jam comedy. I'll just say that. Whoever started that that junk set me up for failure. <laughs> and he probably did it with the intention of of knowing that somewhere down the line Ruben Wolf was going to have to take the stage at one of those shows.
0: <laughs> he he set it up specifically to make you feel awkward later in life.
1: And to get someone with no legs booed.
0: Hmm. I think he lined it up specifically too. like, like finally Ruben's here. Okay, let's create this lineup so that we can get this girl booed off stage and then do this terrible ribbing show and then get this like amputee to get booed.
1: It was like, all part of the master plan. He had this yeah, written down. I'm telling you, there's like some napkin out there where he, like he was sitting in a diner and he was like, this is what I got in mind. Like this, like twenty, like before you were born. Like, mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. he must have met my dad. He must have met my dad and been like, I hate this person. <laughs> so I'm going to ruin his kid. <laughs> I did well. So jokes on so, him. Was,
0: so actually it's your dad's fault.
1: Yeah, I mean I blame him for so much anyway. Like <laughs>
0: Okay, so we got to share the blame a bit. It's
1: a... Yeah, mo- I mean most of it is his fault. Actually, we can we can just say it, jump right to the, the second one. It was my dad's fault. It was my dad's <laughs> fault for meeting my mom. It was my mom's fault for doing my It's my grandparents' fault for meeting. Yeah, I blame Netflix.
0: Okay. Elaborate. Tell tell
1: me more. So the the joke I was telling was uh, it's it's easy. Like I've been doing comedy for two years. It's easier to get a Netflix special as a serial killer than a comedian. You know? (laughs) Um,
0: It's true. So if
1: Netflix had not been producing so much serial killer stuff or existed in general, I would not have been heckled.
0: Yeah. It's true that Netflix have way too many shows also on murderers. And they always recommend them to me, and I've never ever watched a single show about a murderer.
1: That's funny. It's like you like Gilmore girls, watch Making a Murderer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, I noticed that you have recently watched How I Met Your Mother. Would you like to watch The Worst Prisons for Women?
1: <laughs> hey, do you like The Notebook? You'll love this Ted Bundy movie. I don't know. <laughs> it's really pretty- it's really funny what they what they can push.
0: They I I do notice that they always push the same things always. They they tweak it a little bit based on like what you've watched. Like I watch a lot of like RuPaul's Drag Race and so I have more like female murderers. And then my partner watches more like British comedy and so he's got like male murderers. I don't know. I thought there was something there but it didn't.
1: Is that sexist? It might be. It yeah. might be. To be like if you if you like the show about men, you'll love men getting killed
0: mm, mm-hmm. or men being the killer
1: yeah mm. so who who do you want in power i i got I get recommendations like you like strong male black men in, in your movies, and then it just gives me like a bunch of Eddie Murphy movies, so I don't there's not much content to
0: <laughs> I think the algorithm is like super basic, like ah women, here are more women shows like. Black. Here are more black people shows.
1: Right. It's and that
0: there are so few that it's all Eddie Murphy though.
1: I know. Like I, I, watched like My Name Is Dolomite, and it was like you'll love everything else Eddie Murphy has ever done. I'm like, have you seen other Eddie Murphy movies that are really bad? <laughs> I don't
0: think so. Oh, they're all like, mm, yeah. I've seen, I've seen enough to know I don't want to watch them.
1: Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the good ones, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm like, I don't need to go back and i don't need to watch pluto nash
0: no good. no but coming to america
1: well yeah i've seen okay i've seen coming to america i've seen like the nutty professor yeah really funny
0: yeah yeah
1: beverly hills cop is a classic oh i haven't seen that one i gotta rewatch it but it was it's pretty okay. good
0: i'll take a look i'll take a look it's on my list behind like frozen 2
1: he has two of the best comedy specials i've ever seen does um, he Delirious, Delirious is a is a classic. That's like what made him like a comedy god, essentially. But the one he did after called Raw. Uh,
0: okay.
1: It like joke for joke is one of the funniest stand-up specials you ever see.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll I'll put I'll put that on my viewing list.
1: Right, and then you'll get a bunch of like once, but like once you watch them, you'll get this Netflix algorithm that's like you'll like everything Eddie Murphy has ever done.
0: I mean, to be honest, nothing could be worse than like female murderers and you know the worst prisons in south america
1: i don't know man have you seen uh, nutty professor Two? that's pretty bad
0: <laughs> you you liked the toughest prisons in america you may also like the nutty professor Two. right
1: <laughs> if you're if you want more disappointment here's other eddie murphy movies
0: exactly <laughs> <gasps>
1: yeah they got they got away with uh their stuff there
0: mm, mm. and they always also promote their own stuff yeah like you're like oh i would like like i wonder what it recommends to me because i've been watching a lot of things i really like that's like a bit alternative and you know maybe maybe there'll be some good stuff and it. it's like this netflix special about birds or this netflix special about killing your mother or this netflix show about queens don't have anything in common but that they're netflix there
1: i'd love to see the netflix special about birds i wonder if it's like uh you think it'd be as crazy as tiger king
0: Thank you for joining me, Ruben. A reminder that you can find Ruben on Instagram at rwolfcomedy or on his website, rubenwolf.com. You can also see his show, Ruben Wolf's Comedy Olympics, on Tuesday at 8.30 Eastern Time. And check out his podcast. And that was awesome. Where him and his buddy review old episodes of the Goldbergs you can follow foozled on instagram at comedy therapy podcast and if you like the show don't forget to subscribe to foozled it and give us a five-star rating it helps other people find the show thanks all goodbye Bye.